All right, y'all, we're back. We got a fantastic podcast. Uh, first time I've had Rashad Evans on the show, uh, former UFC champ, and Jake the Snake <laughs> Plumber from Arizona State and onto the NFL. Uh, fantastic quarterback and, you know, well beyond that, obviously this is well past their careers uh, and a fantastic friend of theirs named Dell, who has um, created a company who's a nonprofit and they work with functional mushrooms called Umbo. And uh, as a nonprofit, they're trying to drive sales up so they can sponsor Johns Hopkins research on psilocybin mushrooms. Pretty fucking cool story. So I get to find out from these guys about their history with plant medicines and their history with functional mushrooms and how they use them now. Uh, Rashad Evans is back in the fight game and uh, doing some really cool shit. But these guys have a, have a very interesting brotherhood and connection point, and they're just down-to-earth, amazing people. I really enjoyed this podcast. I will say it was very hard to do. I mentioned it to all of them beforehand. I was like, I've never, I've never done... I, I, I can't say never, but... I can't remember the last time I did a podcast with more than two people that I was interviewing. So there's three of them, obviously. So more than two, and they were in different locations, and it was online, right? Like, I, I like if we're going to have many microphones going, if we got four mics at the same time, we got to be face-to-face. That way we can at least feel each other out and know when is it time to pipe down, when is it time to let another person speak. And interestingly enough, we fell into a pretty cool flow right from the gate, uh, I'd ask a question or, or bring something up. Dell would hammer it first. Jake would go next. And then Rashad would hit it last. And we just kept that flow throughout uh, with the exception a few times here and there. But really just a, a beautiful conversation with these guys. I'm really excited about what they're doing. Um, there's a couple of people that I know in this space that helped fund uh, you know, the Research Center for Psychedelics at Johns Hopkins. And, and I would love for them to be connected. So I'm going to do my part outside of this podcast and see how many how many amazing like-minded individuals I can set up to further the research and, and really get as much science related to the beneficial use of these medicines. And not just for, you know, people that, that, that need them that are fucked up, but for the benefit and for the betterment of well people, as Rick Doblin put it. Um, that's such an important piece. Everyone on the spectrum in life's game could use a pick-me-up. Everyone could use a refresher. Everyone could use a better lens and a better perspective on the things that they're dealing with. And I think that that's one of the most beautiful ways in which we utilize these tools. And the more we know about them through set and setting and research, the more we can, we can advocate for really quality experiences and what is the right dose to work with and how do these medicines differ from strain to strain? All of that stuff are things that we'll be figuring out. And for psychonauts like myself, uh, I have quite a bit of knowledge on these things, but um, it generally is a little bit better accepted when it's through someone like Johns Hopkins. So uh, I'm proud of what these guys are doing. They're doing a lot uh, post-career or late in their careers, and I really appreciate that they are multifaceted and thinking forward to how they can help people in the NFL and people in MMA and, and all people, you know, whether you're competed at a high level in a contact sport, collision sport, or you got into a uh, fucking car accident and got TBI from that. Or you fell off a horse and had a neck injury and a brain injury. Like all of these things matter. And I uh, just love what these guys are doing. I'll get them back on the show here uh, next year, late this year for sure. All right. They made a discount code for y'all. Getumbo.com slash discount slash KKP15. I'm just going to link that. It's a long URL. I'll link to that in the show notes. And then um, you guys want to order in these functional mushrooms from them, you know that all their profits are going to go to psilocybin research at one of the most reputable 
places in the world. And I think that that's, that's worthwhile. Take my money. Uh, I'm excited to have them on. We'll do it again. There's a number of ways you can support this podcast. First and foremost, share it with a friend. Share it with a friend who's like-minded. If you know somebody's into psilocybin, this is a podcast for them. If you know somebody that's into functional mushrooms like cordyceps, synesis, reishi, chaga, turkey tail, any of these things. If you watch Fantastic Fungi and you know people that around you that like Fantastic Fungi as a documentary, this is a great podcast for them. Share it with them. Also leaves a five-star rating. That's one of the ways that the show grows. It gets us uh, in front of new and noteworthy or some of these other lists that, that iTunes does. If you don't have iTunes, Spotify, things like that, you leave us a good rating with one or two ways the show's helped you out in life. That helps the show grow. And last but not least, support this show by supporting our sponsors. It makes it fiscally possible, which allows me to dive deeply into the guests that I have on and do background checks, read the books, just like I'm reading an end to Upside Down Reset with Mark Gober, who I'm about to have on next week, and many of the people that I have on. It allows me to take the time necessary to devote for this show and to have time off to do really cool things and to have cool experiences, which then goes back into the podcast. So many cool things that I'll be doing and uh, in life, and I really appreciate that I have that flexibility thanks to your support of this podcast. We're brought to you by a number of amazing sponsors. Many of them have been with us for a very long time. Paleovalley.com, use code Kyle for 15% off. They've got a brand new bone broth protein that will change your fucking life. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. It's not processed with high heat, which can denature and coagulate the protein, making it harder for the body to absorb and use. Extreme temperatures can also destroy more heat-sensitive amino acids and other nutrients or make the protein resistant to digestive enzymes, which also decreases absorption. It's not extracted with harmful chemicals, 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Their cows are the best in the regenerative space. Their cows are never given antibiotics, steroids, or hormones. They're made from bones, not hides. There are zero pesticides and herbicides, 100% pure, no fillers, no flow agents, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, and non-GMO, smell and flavor-free, or you can get their chocolate, which is lights out. I've been mixing their chocolate uh, bone broth protein with raw milk from uh, Jersey cows that we get at a little farm out in Schulenburg, Texas, Strike Farms, and it is next level. If you warm the milk and just warm it, you still want it to be raw, you can do a little hand whisker with that and that becomes hot chocolate for the whole family. It's lights out one of my favorite things that I've ever made and my kids love it. It's an excellent way to get extra collagen into your diet for hair, skin, nails, digestive function, and everything in between. Check it all out, paleovalley.com. Use Kyle for 15% off. We are also brought to you today by my homies at Buy Optimizers. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo. In addition to the 10% discount you get by using promo code KINGSBOO in all caps, you'll unlock a special gift with purchase for a limited time only. So go to magbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo now and get your gift. At the end of year work obligations and holiday family fun, it's easy to start the new year stressed, worn out, and lacking motivation which is definitely not the way you want to start the new year. So if you're feeling like you need a holiday from the holidays, I have the perfect solution. Do yourself a favor and start taking magnesium breakthrough every night right before you go to bed. Why? Because stress depletes your magnesium levels and magnesium is critical for getting deep and restorative sleep. The reason magnesium breakthrough is so effective is because it's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium all in each pill. Yes, You heard me right. Most magnesium supplements fail because they are synthetic and only contain one or two forms of magnesium, which is simply not enough. When you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, that's when the magic happens. Pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded, 
from your sleep to your brain, from stress to pain and inflammation, even better, by making Magnesium Breakthrough part of your daily routine, you'll be fully rested, recharged, and ready to crush all your New Year's resolutions. For an exclusive offer for my listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo. And remember, I'm going to throw this in the show notes here, so please don't worry about the long, the long URL, which um, uh, Bioptimizers is fantastic for doing. Uh, use code KINGSBOO in all caps for 10% off every order, and make sure you head over to magbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo. This podcast is also brought to you today by Desnuda Organic Tequila, which is the cleanest, best-tasting premium tequila on the market. Launched in January of 2022, Indianapolis-based co-founders Nick Bloom from Fit for Service, my dude, and Brian Edding selfishly wanted a tequila that didn't leave them feeling terrible after a night of drinking and a spirit that fit to their health and wellness lifestyle. Out of necessity, they created Desnuda, which means naked. Their Blue Weber agave plants have been organically grown in Jalisco's Amatean region for seven years. Desnuda is certified USDA organic and GMO and additive free, meaning zero pesticides or herbicides for seven long years. Their domestic competitors grow for only three to four years, all the while using pesticides and herbicides. Zero sugar is added to Desnuda, giving their tequila a low, nearly non-existent glycemic index. This is very important if you're trying to lose weight. Other tequilas on the market that do add sugar tend to yield larger profits at the expense of your nasty hangover the next day. Lastly, there's no additives like glycerin, food coloring, or sweeteners, giving you the cleanest, true-to-form tequila just like they made it hundreds of years ago. Nick and Brian aren't just passionate about great tequila, they genuinely care about what they put to their bodies, just like so many of us, and believe there is a way to balance life with alcohol. So next time you're out on the town or looking for a tequila to share with friends, don't choose one of the many low-quality, high-additive spirits out there. Instead, drink clean, drink naked, and choose Desnuda Organic Tequila for your health and wellness journey. Order Desnuda at www.desnuda. T-E-Q-U-I-L-A.com and use code KKP for 15% discount on all purchases. Desnuda has now extended the discount to all purchases. That's big time. So I love it. Uh, For those of you that have been listening, that was only for first-time purchases in the past. Visit DesnudaTequila.com. You don't have to buy a Whopper. You can try it out. And I assure you, when you try this, you're going to love it. It is absolutely clean. It tastes fantastic. I really don't drink more than a handful of times in a single year. But when I do, I want to make sure it doesn't kick my ass. And sometimes I love dry farm wines and sometimes I want something a little stiffer. And my wife and I love tequila. And now that we have this amazing organic tequila, it is a part of our celebratory nights when we do choose to drink. DesnudaTequila.com and code KKP for 15% off all purchases. Last but not least, my friends at Organifi.com slash KKP. Uh, Remember code KKP at checkout for 20% off everything in their store. Organifi has been one of my longest sponsors. They are absolutely incredible. Organifi is the way that I round out the most balanced approach to my health and wellness through diet and nutrition and supplementation done through the best foods on the planet. Our best nutrients should come from our food. That's why I eat liver and I take liver supplements and I do a lot of other things. And there's superfood plants that I'm not going to put into my salad bowl at night. And I'm certainly not going to make smoothies with it. Uh, because they don't taste good. So the thing that I love about Organifi is they take some of these superfoods like Moringa and Ashwagandha and different forms of mushrooms, and they uniquely match them in a way where it is able to give you a full-spectrum adaptogenic experience that's going to gear you up or allow you to, to find your center through the green juice or get ready for a lot of endurance and a lot of energy with the red juice or simply quiet the mind before bed with the gold drink 
in each of these works specifically on different pathways in the body, but collectively, they're all working as adaptogens, which allows your body to find its best use of each of these plant medicines. And equally important, if you're going to be consistent, it must taste good. And whether you're talking about the green juice, the red juice, or the gold, all of these taste fantastic. They pass the two-year-old test, the seven-year-old test, and the everywhere-in-between test. My kids desire, and uh, they really desire these drinks. They want to have them, and we fly through them. Every time I make a big order, we go through a three-month supply in about a month because all of us in the house are making drinks with it, and we all enjoy it. That's a pretty cool thing. And I know that's covering a lot of the bases. Kids really don't like eating vegetables, and they don't like eating a lot of other foods that we know we should broaden their nutrient profile And adding these drinks into their diet can allow me to rest at night knowing that they're getting a lot more well-rounded in their approach to what foods go into their body and what micronutrients they're pulling out of that. Check it all out, Organifi.com slash KKP and use code KKP for 20% off. And without further ado, my homies from Umbo, Rashad, Jake, and Dell. All right, we got Dell, we got Jake the Snake Plumber, we got Rashad Evans all on this podcast together. I, I, it's pretty rare when I do a podcast with this many people that's not face to face. So hopefully there's no technical difficulties and we can uh, hear everybody chiming in at the time when they're chiming in, and we'll try not to talk over each other. But I'm excited to have you guys on the podcast today. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, excited to be here. Hell yeah! So I, I guys were. Uh, reaching out and you've got a lot to talk about in the mushroom community. I was just talking before Rashad jumped on about our buddy Ian McCall and some of the, the other forms of mushrooms that we've may or may not have been involved in in the past and, and how many fighters are starting to explore new avenues for things like that. And that always got me giddy. But um, there's a couple of things you guys have been working on and I'd love to dive into that and how really, you know, I love the fact that there's so much success here, both on the field in the in the octagon and out it always pleases me to see people doing really well uh post-fight career post-football career talk about how you guys met each other and what you're working on together yeah so i'll chime in uh because it started with uh unlimited science well it started before that i guess uh jake and i worked at uh charlotte's web together um back in 2016 he was doing a campaign called when the bright lights fade talking about cannabis and uh, how it can help football players. And this was kind of before, you know, everybody has a brand now who plays football. So that's where Jake and I had met. And then um, as I'd mentioned it earlier, before we jumped on uh, Jared Hammond, who's a friend of mine and a guy you fought back in the day for fight of the night back. Uh, I don't know how long ago that was, but it's quite some time ago. Uh, he introduced me to Trevor Whitman and Trevor introduced me to uh, Rashad a few years back. And um, we've all been good friends uh, for a while, but Unlimited Sciences is uh, my psychedelic research nonprofit. Uh, we're studying how people use psilocybin in the real world so we can kind of validate, hey, you know, a lot of people are talking about using psilocybin on a couch with a therapist in Oregon or how 122 in Colorado just uh, legalized mushrooms here. It's not how people always get to take them, right? We we know your community knows that they're using them uh, ceremonial settings in the woods with friends. You know what what do those different um, venues and set and setting look like? That's what we've been studying with Johns Hopkins for 
uh, three years now. We just closed the, what is now become the largest prospective observational research registry on how people use psilocybin in the real world. Unlimited Sciences intends to give that data back to the community for decrim efforts as part of the decrim Denver uh, initiative and. Uh, 2019 with you know Kevin Matthews and that crew, the, the first group to decriminalize uh, May 7, 2019. That's really important to me. I think we really got to um, set a foundation. Um, and so I'm saying all that because my work with Unlimited Sciences as a nonprofit in a highly stigmatized area like psilocybin psychedelics, it's hard to raise money. And so when the pandemic hit, it became even more difficult. And I thought, you know, we we can um, we could use corporate social responsibility through a functional mushroom company, Umbo. This is our functional mushroom company now, to help lift off some of these studies to kind of get some uh, good back into the community. What what are you know these mushroom companies or any company really? What do you what's the good you're doing in the world? You know, are you selling a product? That's cool. That's great. But you know, can we do more? And uh, I think that's why Jake and Rashada obviously let them speak for themselves. Um, join me and, you know, are lending their name to this, not only because they believe in functional mushrooms and care about that aspect too, but um, just going deeper, deeper cause. So we're, we're um, a functional mushroom company that's going to give back to uh, uh, this nonprofit unlimited sciences. And uh, so we got a few, a few things to talk about, but I'll let also Jake and Rashad kind of tell their, their end of the, the entry. Yeah, I guess I'll go next with Dell. You know, I'm meeting him at Charlotte's Web and having the ability to share that message and get behind a plant that was very misunderstood, mainly educate people about it, and then to see the difference it made in a lot of people's lives, especially former athletes, former football players, what, is, what I was dealing with in my circle, to try to bring them some relief from some pain that would allow them to get off anti-inflammatories, possibly uh, get rid of taking opiates. Opioid, the opioid addiction is real post-career uh, and then, you know, helping anybody else that was interested, interested in feeling better as uh, Western medicine, you know, maybe was failing them or wasn't presenting them with anything good. You know, that's where Charlotte's Web came in and being a, uh, around marijuana my whole life, understanding its medicinal value and the propaganda that they try to teach us and, you know, dare during the drug war, you know, dare to keep kids off drugs. You know, I knew a lot of that was just made up by the government. And so to get into something that was so misunderstood was a lot of fun to be able to educate people. And then again, this opportunity came uh, right pre-pandemic. I met Rashad through Dell. Uh, I had breakfast with him and had my first set of tinctures, mushroom extracts given to me. And uh, meeting Rashad was awesome. I sat by him and just felt like it comfortable and safe. Like, wow, who's this dude? I don't know much about him, but uh, he, he has a, an awesome vibe. And since then, we've become very close, uh, you know, through hanging out together, certain events, but also in ceremony and uh, growing together as men to try to show people, show a lot of other men that play a very gladiator-esque type sport that's all about not showing any sign of weakness and also you guys in the octagon and fighting and like you can't show weakness um, to actually be able to be vulnerable to that and kind of show that, hey, here's us two guys that were the top of our game and top of our, our profession can go and show these other men that it's okay to embrace who you really are and, and uh, we're here to help you. And so it's been a, a beautiful journey for the last few years through the pandemic and now into this to spread another word about 
mushrooms. Everybody asks me now with the stuff I'm doing, they're very curious. They really don't know the difference between psychedelics and a, a gourmet mushroom, let alone a functional mushroom. So again, it's, it's educating on an even more immense grand scale than just one plant. We're talking the entire queendom of fungi. So right now is the tip of the iceberg and where I'm just excited to see where this goes with these two, you know, righteous men, men that I've been, uh, you know, lucky to cross paths with. Yeah. You know, um, Dell was probably, I met Dell, uh, you know, through, um, through black lab sports, through Trevor Whitman. And, uh, you know, um, we had a relationship. He gave me some tinctures from my sister and some for myself that he had from Charlotte's web. And, uh, you know, he kind of seen I was going through a rough time. So he was like, Hey, um, I got something that might help you. And I was like right at the end of my career. So I was in a like transitional phase. I lost like four fights in a row at the time. And I'm like trying to get that one back. You know, I'm like, you know what, if I can get this one right, this one back is going to right my ship and I'll be, I'll be all right. I'm just hitting a little rough patch, you know, cause I went for so long without losing a fight at all. And then I lose like five in that towards the end of my career. So it was a tough, it was really tough for me mentally speaking. And when I was in that mental space, you know, Dell reached out to me and he said he had something for me, but I didn't really, I wasn't really able to receive it or really understand what he was talking about. He gave me a little bit of a download what it was at the time. And I was like, okay, I kind of kept it on the back burner. But then after I lost my last fight to Anthony Smith, then I was faced some decisions. You know, I had some medical issues that I may be facing in the future. Like I was supposed to fight in New York city, but I didn't get a license to fight in New York city because something came back on my MRI and they didn't want to take the chance. So they, uh, they didn't give me a license to fight, but it, at the same time, it almost made it so that I wasn't able to fight at all. Like I had to go through a battery of tests. I had to go and see a bunch of commissions in California and just, you know, see if I can get my license back again. And once I was able to get my license back again, I was able to resume fighting. But once I got towards the end of my career, it became painfully obvious that, you know what, I, I can't do that. That, that shell of invincibility that, that you have as a fighter was, was shaking. It was broken, you know, and it, and it just wasn't what it was. So I, I was looking at the end and I knew I was looking at the end, rather it was this fight or a couple of fights down a row. And I was in that transitional phase when I met Dell. And, um, you know, when I met Dell, uh, you know, what he had for me was something that would, would just change me, who, everything about who I was. It was a, probably one of the biggest, you know, conduits to, the, to, to me just becoming who I am right now. You know, we, we, um, we did a ceremony together and, and the ceremony that we did together was what, what was a life changing experience for me. And then from there, our relationship grew and, you know, you know, he taught me everything I, I pretty much know about, you know, uh, psychedelics, about mushrooms and everything else like that, because, at the time, I was using um, functional mushrooms and, and, and also psilocybin, uh, just not not on like big doses, but just kind of like as a microdose type of thing. Because I, I uh, seen an interview by Paul Stamets and Joe Rogan that kind of you know made me think it can kind of help me heal my brain. So I started to use that, and um, you know, me and Dell had a great relationship, and he was like a brother to me, and you know, we just we just had like that bond together. And then he introduced me to to Jake. And, uh, you know, like, like Jake said, we just hit it off. And it was just like, I remember the first time I met Jake, I'm sitting there, I'm doing like energy work on him. You know, it was just kind of like that connection that you just have with somebody. You just kind of feel it. And, uh, all three of us had a really good connection and, you know, we, we've had some really good experiences where we just kind of bear our souls and just kind of, you know, going through those ceremonies, which is, which has been really 
therapeutic for me and my after the career just kind of like getting rid of a lot of the, the things that kind of was emotional baggage you know baggage towards me that's that's so good i had no idea we we're gonna head this way in the conversation but it's something that i give a ton of credit for when i finished football at arizona state that was the single most depressed time of my life and to the point where i i drove to parking lot center of uh parking lot seven on every pill i could take and disrobe to fucking jump and thankfully, the guy had seen me. One of the parking lot guys was like 2 or 3 a.m. He saw me, and he, he peeks his head up, and he's like, whoa, you're naked. And I was like, oh, shit. And uh, he's like, can I, can I talk you into coming back down? And I was like, yeah. You know, and, and in the space between that, when I was standing up there, it was the first, first experience in my life where I really felt spirit or source or something higher than me come through. And, and it might have been all the drugs kicking on. But it just, you know, not good drugs, you know, not psychedelics, but every pill that I had from Xanax, Vicodin, you name it, I crammed them all down. I felt this wash and, and not yet. And that was literally the only, I heard not yet. I heard it inside like an internal, not through my ears, but not yet. Like the peace that I was seeking would come, but not yet. And right then I was like, okay, cool. And, and I went down with him and uh, I woke up 36 hours later, you know, and, and had a lot to work from that point on on what I wanted to do. And thankfully fighting came along and really helped me. And I always wondered that, you know, like when fighting ends, am I going to hit that same crossroad? But thankfully, uh, you know, a cut man who was my boxing coach, Huitzi Arturo Mata, who may have been a cut man when you were fighting too, he introduced me to plant medicines. And when I was ready to transition from fighting, it also is, I mean, I never made it to championship level like you, Rashad, but I went out hard, four four losses in a row, you know, and it was like, fuck, I don't think I don't think it's gonna come back. Yeah. And um, psychedelics really helped me to with that transition. It allowed me to let go of the thing that I had done that I absolutely loved, that was the most fun and taught me the most about myself. And I could walk away from that not knowing what I was gonna do. You know, I was talking with Jake about before this, uh, before the podcast started about you know working at a strip club before I started podcasting post-fight career, you know, bouncing and bartending at a titty bar twice a week. And I'm like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. This pays the bills right now, but I've got no idea. I'm still living in my mom's garage, which I lived in my whole fight career. And so I, I you know, for, for people that don't understand and, and really, you know, speaking to you guys that are tremendous athletes, the, the promise of these is potential tools for people that have a hard time with transitions is such an important one. And we'll dive into the science on, on functional mushrooms as well as psilocybin on the, on the, potential for healing the brain on a physical level as well as a mental, emotional, and spiritual level. But I just want to state that like that, that to me is awesome that you guys found each other in this perfect time in your life. And it worked out for you in the same way, you know, where you were okay with saying goodbye and, and moving on and, and doing all the great stuff that you're doing now. That's fascinating to hear. Yeah. That, I think that's actually kind of a good transition, uh, Kyle. We wanted to come and chat with you about this first, just because um, it's very early stages and Jake and Rashad and I've had a few conversations with our team at Umbo and the team at Unlimited Sciences. Um, and we're talking about transition, right? And for Jake and I, we spent some time at the Super Bowl last year. I know a lot of fighters um, in that transition between career and post-career is, is a challenging one for a lot of very, very similar to the veteran community. And so you being an ASU football player, Jake going to ASU, you obviously being a UFC fighter, we wanted to kind of uh, plant the seed on your podcast uh, about something, an initiative that we're going to really put, you know, we're going to double down on this year. And I'll let obviously Jake and Rashad speak to it, why it's important to them. But um, one other study that we've done at Unlimited Sciences, again, speaking about community settings, we've done a, uh, a friend of mine, Malik, um, is uh, 
a Saudi Arabian refugee who's come to the United States. He has a tremendous story, very, very challenging, uh, who's getting involved in plant medicine. And we ran a study with uh, Dr. Robin Carr Harris, who's, you know, Imperial College, San Francisco, just the best in the world. Uh, he's a co-PI on this and we've just closed it, but it was uh, mostly Arab refugees who've come together uh, to do an ayahuasca study. And what does that look like for that community? That community is very different than, you know, this community of just men, right? Or let's just say just women or uh, women of domestic abuse or, you know, whatever that collective is, those experiences we know are very different and can be very different based on what the group is. And so like the announcement that I will, I will lead into and allow uh, Jake and Rashad to clean it up. uh, Since we did that study with this collective of mostly Arab refugees doing ayahuasca, we have the blueprint. And what we are going to do is Jake is going to kick off uh, an initiative with former NFL players, strictly NFL players using psilocybin in a group setting. What does that look like? What's the pre and post, um, you know, protocol, the integration? How does that look six months down the road? This is prospective observational research. So it's, you know, longitudinal before and after these ceremonies over, over time. What does that look like for NFL players? And then also for Rashad, what does it look like for a group of MMA fighters? So Rashad's going to host a collective of MMA fighters. We'll do the same thing. We'll see if Robin's going to be part of it. Robin Carr Harris will be part of this. He's he's expressed interest in these minor studies because he sees and knows the power of these. This community, it's very challenging to speak to a lot of people who don't fully understand psychedelics yet. But when we talk about set and setting, they're so damn important to this community. That is what Unlimited Sciences does. That's what we validate. We will validate um, the, the various uses of these substances. We know, again, three and a half grams in a therapist office on a couch is very different than three and a half grams at Red Rocks, which is very different than three and a half grams camping with your friends, right? These sets and settings uh, change the experience and we want to validate that. And so uh, I'll slow down here, but uh, let Jake or Rashad speak about, you know, that post transition career. Jake just knows and sees it's very clear NFL players coming out of that, you know, limelight what's next we know that this could really have potential to maybe cast them into the next uh, thing. So I'll let them chat about their initiations. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just back to the initial opportunity I had with Charlotte's web to witness guys changing their lives, getting off of uh, prescription drugs and using a plant that was in their mind and most of their family's minds, you know, evil, and you can't do this. It's bad for you. And then realizing that it was and feeling the benefits. And now the opportunity that Dale brought, you know, with uh, introducing me back to mushrooms, it's not new to me either. I grew up in pretty uh, kind of hippie-ish way with family from Idaho of all places where, you know, marijuana is still illegal in all shapes and forms. Uh, but yeah, I'd been around mushrooms before and I'd even had some uh, on a hiking trips up in the mountains and a couple concerts. And I can remember those moments vividly. Like I can remember that those, the times that I took those, that, that little beautiful medicine, I can remember that where I was, what I did that day, the day hike I went on and everything. And so I understand and, and have understood their powers, but to get into this with Dale introducing me to, you know, having a ceremonial 
uh, with intentions going in and sitting not only with psilocybin, but other uh, na- nature medicines of nature um, and realizing where there is a lot of healing. And it's not, it's just like healing from, from surgery, right? You go into surgery and it's like, wow, that surgery is over already. That was easy. It's what we do after that post. That's so important. You know, you go get your hips. I have both my hips operated on laparoscopic repair. I didn't want to have my hips replaced. So they reattached my labrums, did some microfracture and shaved off some bony protuberances, I guess they say. And that surgery was easy. I mean, it felt good. I was asleep. And then it was the post out of that, that the integration into how do I train myself not to get back, but just to get healthy. And so the, the challenge is there, I think. And the, the, again, the desire to present this again to guys that as we've gotten further out, I just turned 48. So I've been out of the league now for quite a while. And, you know, I've gone through a few different, different, uh, you know, layers and ups and downs through this transition still. I mean, I'm still transitioning. We're always going to be transitioning. We're as athletes. I don't know how many of us are going to find something that we latch onto and do for 40 years until we die. I mean, that's just not our nature is to like, what's next? What can I do next? What's out there? And so this is another opportunity to present this to some guys that are really struggling still. And that may not be mentally or physically, but it may be like spiritually, like, what am I here for? Why am I still talking on TV about first down now? It looks like they should probably run the ball. Like that gets boring. And I know these guys, they say they love it. They're in that light. They are doing it. And I'm not saying that we're trying to take them out of that, but maybe give them a different light to look at it in, a different uh, viewpoint, kind of like Aaron Rodgers has now with what he's going through and the, vi- the, 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 the mind opening he's had to just life in general and one consciousness is like football's different for him now and he's enjoying it at a different level. So life can just get better. We want to try to raise their quality of life and measure that and see if we can get enough guys involved here to make a difference in their lives. And also to think about the, the, the prescription they've been given or the prognosis they've been given. The narrative is set that if you played football, you had concussions and you got beat up. What's down the road for us? I don't even like talking about it. That, you know, CTE, arthritis, you know, I don't think so. I don't believe we have to go and do that. And people will not, you know, they would look at me like, you're not a doctor. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not a neuroscientist. I know, but I believe so much in what we're doing, and I believe in this medicine so much that I think if we get the right guys involved, I I believe we can make a change and give them a brighter outlook towards their future longevity, vitality, and and just quality of life for as long as we can go. And I, I know you've talked about it, Kyle, about living a long time and like stop aging. How do you do that? It all comes down to the mindset. And as athletes, how do we make it to where we were? We had a mindset and we decided to, to do it. I decided to go play. I wanted to play in the Super Bowl. I wanted to play in the NFL. I set my mind to it and, and I did it. So now what do you set your mind to next? So that's kind of what we're doing and it's really exciting. I'm, I'm again, blessed to know Dale and kept in touch with him and now Rashad and have this opportunity is uh, really what I'm here for. I mean, football was a small part of it. That, that gives me a little voice. Now this is really something that like, is why, you're, why I'm here. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, I, I share a lot of the same sentiments Jake does. You know, I mean, for for me, being able to get the perspective on what life was outside of my narrow view of trying to be the champion, 
was was a game changer for me, you know. And um, I didn't think that I would be able to compete after I had a glimpse of the perspective that I was receiving and just had the feelings that that I was able to kind of wash over me. Because one thing that happens that I became so hard and emotionally speaking that you know it, it I, I was I was it was hard for me to cry. It was hard for me to really have the compassion and just you know a lot of areas emotionally speaking i was just kind of hardened and i had to be to be what i was you know um you know and even coming before that you know i worked in a hospital where i was putting bodies in the morgue so i kind of already had that 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 hardness to, to my emotional character anyway but it got even harder just living the life of a fighter and everything that that brings and you know it, it um once i started to crack that emotional shell I became a lot more emotional and, and I, and, and my perspective changed on a lot of things. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to have the same mindset, the same drive to really separate people from consciousness or just even, you know, fight at the same uh, veracity that I did before. But I, I was surprised to, to find that once I cleared out the emotional gunk, once I, once I cleared out the, the, the fogginess of the brain, once I kind of allowed my body to come back naturally without competing for like four years then I just had like this desire to want to do it. I really wanted to do it. And I really want to do it for the right reasons. And I say the right reasons based on where I started from that, that, that true North, that, that the one that made me come home from working out at, at the, you know, I mean, maybe come home from uh, being in the hospital, working a seven hour shift and then coming home and then training, you know, right afterwards in the morning. And um, that's what I was tapping back into. So, when I look at, you know, being able to have athletes and, and have them at a place where they are able to have that emotional purge, right? And just more psychological purge, because as a fighter, you know, we, we live on, on you know, you win and you feel great. But then when you lose, you feel like absolute trash and you want to get another fight to kind of wash that feeling off you. And you feel like no matter who walks into the room, they know you just, you know, you know what I'm saying? They know you just you know, shit the bed in your last fight. You know what I'm saying? You just feel it. You're just like, man, I'm, I'm absolutely garbage. And you feel that way for a long time until you have a fight again. So there's so much uh, a feast or famine mindset when it comes emotionally speaking with, with the fighter mindset. And it's really hard emotionally on that roller coaster and doing it for so long and having so many ups and downs. It, it really takes a toll on you in ways that you don't really even expect or even realize until you get perspective. And I would love for a lot of these athletes to kind of, you know, have a chance to have that emotional purge, have a chance to really connect with the part of themselves that they may not even know even exists, that they may not, that may have felt maybe here or there, but not truly understand it. Because what, what I find that is with this medicine, it, it gives you a true chance to really look at yourself on, on such a higher level that's out of the paradigm, out of just the whole social idea of who you're supposed to be. Because being in this position as a famous athlete, right, you, you kind of get on this path where you don't start off believing in the hype. You don't start off, you know, have, uh, reading your own press clippings, but success changes everything. It changes everything. And then before you know it, you start to, you know, you know, taking the pictures and, and you know, all those things that you, didn't really want to buy into you start buying into them. And then before you know it, you're so far away from where you started that you don't even realize how far you deviated from the path and being able to have an experience 
you know, like, like the retreat that we're, that we're talking about, the study that we're talking about, it, it will allow some of these fighters to kind of get a sneak peek and be like, okay, this is what I need to tighten up. And this is what, you know, this is what's good. And this is what needs to go. And sometimes that's really hard to do with a mindset that's only looking this way. It, it really takes that perspective switch in order to do so. And, and I feel like also, you know, doing a study like this, what will really kind of set a precedent and really kind of start to, you know, have that conversation, right? Because the conversation I'm talking about is a conversation that, that, that needs to be had about, okay, like what happens after fighting? What, what, what is, what is the tax on the body with this fighting? Is there a way to kind of, you know, roll back some of the miles on the odometer? Is there, is there a way to kind of, you know, help your body out in such a way and become more connected with this whole experience versus just having a user relationship with your body, which I've had for many years. It wasn't until I stopped fighting, I really started to take care of my body like it was my vehicle, right? And it sounds crazy to say because I made so much money from my body, but I didn't treat it well. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I would train and when I was in camp, I was trump tight. I was eating pretty good, eating pretty decent, um, you know, going to sleep at a good time. But then when it wasn't, I was partying. I was eating a lot of foods I shouldn't. And, it, you know, drinking a lot of alcohol. And it was just like, you know, I, I didn't really think about it like that, you know. But once I got to perspective, I was like, oh, okay. You know, and, and it just kind of changed me. So anything that we can do to really uh, address some of those issues and, and really, you know, give the promotions and organizations a, a, a leg to stand on and say, you know what, there's there are ways to help. Because I'm, I'm going to be honest, like, you know, allopathic healthcare. It just ain't it when it comes to really managing your life uh, while you're doing this in some aspects outside of surgery. But even afterwards, you know, there's a whole transitional part to your being that needs to happen after you get done from competing at such a high level or just any kind of transition, not even just competing, but any kind of transition. So it, it gets really tough. I, I love what you're saying there. Yeah, I, it's funny because for when I really got introduced from my coach, um, it wasn't a transition period. I had torn my right labrum. That was a fucking two year process. You know, surgery went quick, just like Jake said. And it was probably a year and a half just to be able to get my arm back up overhead, let alone have punching power. And in that coming off three losses, I really started working with the plants because that's what I had time to do. You know, and then when I, when I really thought about it, I thought, man, I, I do want to fight again. I want to, I want to see if I can take the meditative qualities, the stillness that I brought in and see if I can apply that to the cage. Because my whole fight career, I was a head case. You know, I'd be fine with DC and Kane. I'd never beat either one of them, but I'd do fine with them in sparring and then go into the fight and just get fucking owned because I was in my head the whole time. So I really wanted to see, can I bring this to the fight? And I did, but Pat Cummins still beat my ass. So I was like, all right, well, I know the game's over. Um, I know it's time to hang it up and, uh, and that's okay. But I wondered about this. I kind of toggled back and forth on... When is the best time for a fighter? When is the best time? You know, people are going to ask that question about Aaron Rodgers right now. Like, should this be during his career or after his career? That kind of thing. Because it will change you in a way that you can't really capitulate. You can't really put it into, into words. It changes us in a way that we don't fully understand. And then we look back and we're like, oh, yeah, I chose this path instead of that one. And I chose this other path because of that one. And um, I've gone back and forth on that. Like, do you wait for a fighter to finish? So they don't lose the killer instinct or do you open them up? So when they do transition or stay in the game, they've got, they've, there's more of themselves there. Right. And if they choose to do the thing and, and, and really, you know, towards the end of this, 
hearing about guys, um, I don't know, I'm not going to name their names. So I know they've admitted this publicly, but there's a couple of guys in the UFC that take mushrooms when they fight professionally. And I think that's fucking rad. I mean, I, I did, I had a little uh, exhibition match with uh, Jason Ellis just boxing and I microdosed 100 milligrams of penis envy. And I, all that negative talk was gone. I mean, I was dancing out there. I was like, holy shit, this is a whole thing. So there's a lot of potential there. And obviously we're not going to be studying those things. Um, but it does lead me to, to, to how you finish Rashad in that granting people more of themselves, more emotional access, more sovereignty, and, and a better understanding of their real identity, the true nature of who they are, is the ultimate gift. Because then if they choose fighting, they're choosing it for the right reasons. They're remembering what brought them to the sport. They're remembering what brought them to football, MMA, fill in the blank. They're remembering what brought them into the business career that they have, right? And from that point, they can make an authentic choice to stay in it, or they can say, it's not for me anymore. And at least they're doing it from a, from a greater understanding, you know, the bird medicine, the high level awareness of being able to see from up high down low. And I think that's definitely a gift yeah. that we give people. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with what you're saying, you know, you don't want to lose the savagery, right? Because you got to be savage inside the cage. You got somebody trying to, you know, look across the cage and he wants to, you know, destroy you in any way possible, separate you from consciousness and just really, you know, embarrass you out there. And, you know, you got to be able to meet that intensity. You got to be able to have that kind of mindset. You got to be able to really be willing to do the same thing to that person. And, um, I didn't, when I competed again, I, I wasn't, I, I played a different game in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Because in order to get myself to be like that, I had to play a game with myself, right? I had to play a game with myself to even think like that. And then when I got myself, I guess, you know, more perspective, uh, then I still had to play a different game with myself, but it, it was still yet a game. It was still yet a game. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't something that was hard for me to 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 uh to pull out of myself it felt natural to myself and i feel like when i got disconnected from the sport it was when i stopped i i i i lost the i lost the the, the rules to the game i wasn't i wasn't playing the game i wasn't i wasn't entertained by my by by my mental uh preparation for the game anymore you know and it's the recalibration and i feel like Whenever you're competing at a certain level, you have to kind of always recalibrate, but at the same time, keep an eye on your true north. But got to re recalibrate, got to always kind of make some adjustments mentally speaking, but but you know where you want to be mentally speaking uh, in, in your true north. So I feel like it, it wouldn't disrupt you. I feel like it, you know, it only has helped me. And I feel like it only really show people what, what's really on the inside and why they really do what they do. Yeah, and I'll just state that I, I uh, didn't start jujitsu until after psychedelics. I, I wrestled in high school, and then I was actually taking my kids to jujitsu after I'd done a psychedelic trip. And I'm like, why am I sitting here watching this? <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm not an old man, you know. I could still do this, and I better run it in the ground until it's too late, you know. And so, and the and the one thing I also say is like. I don't know anybody who's ever done a plant medicine ceremony, you know, with good intention and thing who come out of it um, and say, I'm, I'm less than I was. Right. And so if you choose not to fight, you'll, you'll probably be pretty sound with it. Right. Or if you're like, Hey, I'm much more clear about it. It's like when Mike Tyson went back in the ring after five, 
was very excited to watch how he fought because he said he was always so sick and scared every time he walked into the ring. And I knew that would be removed after doing five because I've experienced the same type of thing, just a different mentality where I'm not attached to this outcome at all. Mm. I don't care. That changes the game. So, you know, kind of back to like Ian McCall talking about some of these performance enhancing type things. There, there's some conversations to be had around that and studies to be done. And we've talked to Jeff Nowitzki about this stuff. And I introduced Ian connected me with Jeff and I connected Jeff with the Johns Hopkins teams that, that was working with us. And so there's lots of studies to be done on, on psychedelics. And uh, these ones that we're kicking off are just more so I think to validate community use and really kind of, Quite honestly, I'm, I'm an advocate at, at heart in these types of conversations that pro athletes like Jake Plummer and Rashad Evans and Kyle Kingsbury, the, like you're on this pedestal. Our culture values these gladiators. What are they saying? Oh, what they're telling us is way different than what that dare officer was telling me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it changes the narrative. And that's really, really important to me. And so not only will we produce studies that have you know, validated measures and tremendous results with the best names in academia, but we'll also be able to, you know, Jake will be able to take that to Roger Goodell and say, Hey, look, man, there, there's some, there's some signals in the noise, man. You should be looking at yeah. this, you know, and, and Jeff Nowitzki was open to that as well. It's a signal in the noise. You, you've got to, you've got to look at these things and especially when you have validated measures and real studies. And so that's kind of the spirit behind what we want to do in that realm. You know. Uh... Thinking about what's been said here, uh, being changed by the medicine or, you know, was it right for Aaron to go do this? I mean, when you're called to it, you're called to it. Or when it's presented to you by somebody that you know and respect and you think about it and it's something you're going to go do. I'm almost, I'm a little confused on it because it doesn't, it didn't change me. It just made me be more aware of who I really am and want to be. And the product of my environment of where I was raised with two brothers who were sports nuts. And what was my dream to go play in the NFL? Had they been female dancers and musicians, my dream may have been completely different and I may have followed a different path. So who am I really? Am I Jake, the snake plumber football player that will chew your ass off and compete like crazy? Yeah, that was, that was who I became through that, environment that I was living in and I didn't know any better. I mean, it's what I wanted and it was great. And I won't change a thing because it's given me now this opportunity to, to live a very charmed and very uh, awesome life, not without challenges, but definitely with the ability to do some amazing things. And so I almost think that it's not changing me at all. It's just bringing me back to who I am at the core, who I was as little Jason Stephen Plummer from Boise, Idaho, And then I morphed into Jake the snake and became like this almost alter ego, which I think a lot of athletes go through. They become look like, like you said earlier, people wanting to take your picture with you and stuff. And like it happened to me the other night and my kids, like it doesn't happen very often, but my boys were looking at me and they were like, they really love it. Cause they're like, yeah, that's my dad. You know, like people come and like get a picture with my dad. Like they like that stuff. But for me, it's like this alternate person that I, that I was when they asked me, what about the Broncos? How the, how do you think the game went today? I'm like, I haven't watched them play this year. People were shocked. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm shocked that they're not like, oh, cool. That makes sense because it's it, 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 football was part of me, but it wasn't who I really am at the core. And that's what this, that's what this medicine has brought to me is like to re 
evaluate who I really want to be, who I am, the things I love the most, and embracing those and not giving a shit who thinks I'm crazy for having my fingernails painted. Great. Go ahead. I think you're crazy because you even care that I have my fingernails painted. You should talk to me. <laughs> you know, you have some boundaries you should walk, knock down. So this has just been an opening experience to, to kind of get back to reboot to who I really am inside internally and who I want to be. Hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely love that. And it, and it does resonate to your point, you know, like I'm Aaron's a buddy, uh, obviously through Aubrey and, uh, and you know, there, there is no denying that first call when it comes online. Like if it's strong enough, like it, the medicine finds its way to you and you find yourself to the medicine. And that's pretty, it's pretty remarkable when you think about that. I remember, uh, you know, Curandero was mentioning to me, like the moment you sign up, the moment you say, yes, ayahuasca is going to start working. It'll come through your dream time. It'll come when you're meditating. It'll come when you're walking in nature. I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I guess what are you mean it's going to start? You know, then start, start having lots of dreams that looked a little different. You know, it looked a lot like visions later. And, uh, and, and that relationship that happens, you know, when we talk about non-local consciousness, non-dual reality, uh, a lack of separation, the interrelated nature of, of all beings that you read about, it's a completely different experience to viscerally try that on, to experience it and to see the world forever changed, you know, in, in, a, in a way that, that it, you can't go back, you know, you, you take the red pill, there's no going back home. And um, yeah, I love that. And it's certainly been, a, you know, the process of me to, to, to come, you know, 15, 17 years into, into working with medicine to, to, to realize that. But um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited for the work you guys are doing. My, my, uh, my good buddy, Craig Nuremberg, uh, helped fund with Tim Ferriss, the psychedelic wings that job at Johns Hopkins. And so seeing that, that what, what use is being put from that now, cause I wondered this right when it happened, I was like, cool, what are they going to do there? You know? And knowing that you guys are a part of that is, is just incredible. Let, I, I do want to state here just to be crystal clear for the audience, especially, I mean, we're a nonprofit and, and we fund this. My, my co-founder, Heather Jackson, um, I don't want to embarrass her, but she, she's coughing up the money to pay Johns Hopkins to run this study with us. And it's, it's been uh, financially challenging for us. And again, that's the corporate social responsibility about Umbo. You know, there's a million mushroom companies and really good ones. And, you know, we kind of talk about, Hey, what do we have a, do we have a, a right to have a mushroom company? You know, we don't know a ton about mushrooms. I've been foraging for a decade. I've always loved mushrooms. I've always uh, gathered them, but you know, you have other people, Paul Stamets, who's going to run circles on me on the science. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't care and love about them, but what separates Umbo is the corporate social responsibility where I want this company to be successful so we could fund these types of studies um, and so Johns Hopkins, they got that $17 million. They're doing amazing things. But the reason why Roland Griffiths and Matt Johnson and Albert Garcia Romeo uh, team with us is because they know our study on psilocybin could find signals in the noise. And, and it's things like this. When we launched this study, people saying, oh, yeah, I use psilocybin for Tourette's syndrome, you know, for Tourette's syndrome. I didn't I never heard that before. The, the, the advances that are being made in the area of pain are very, very interesting too, right? So you get $17 million to fund a wing. That's great, but we all know $17 million isn't shit in the world of clinical studies, right? This costs millions of dollars. So they knew we put out a prospective thing. There's really no you know, money out of our pocket to do it. That's what Johns Hopkins is saying. 
and we could find the signals to say, hey, this Tourette syndrome keeps coming up. It keeps coming up. More and more people saying it. Okay, let's take some of that money and allocate it towards informed clinical research. You know, so that's the beauty of this, and that's the power of the community coming together, telling stories, educating the educators. Right? That's the thing. Like this community, your community, Kyle, they probably know more about psilocybin than the majority of academia in the United States of America. I, I'd bet all my money on that. Right? Because They've been in it for a very long time. What can they teach the academic institutions? Hey, by the way, I've been using, I don't know, 400 milligrams plus this and this to help my elbow pain or whatever it is, right? Like they know this stuff. And so coming together to do these type of prospective observational research is really important. But the whole point of saying all that, we're self-funding it. So if people are interested in supporting a nonprofit Outside of what Umbo intends to do, we're a startup. It's still very much a struggle. We're, we're trying to gain ground and we want people to purchase our products so we can give back and whatnot. Unlimited Science is still open for uh, donations. So non-shameless plug because I don't got time to have shame in my game when it comes to this. <laughs> well, that, this is the perfect segue because I want to talk, obviously, functional mushrooms. There's a lot of people right now that are like, yeah, I did you know, psilocybin before and maybe I'll do it again. Or they're like, yeah, fuck yeah, psilocybin. I got a ceremony coming up on the 16th. Whatever the case is, the part of that spectrum, the, the thing that everybody should be grabbing and grasping at, which is really one of the, the most beautiful things that came through the documentary Fantastic Fungi, which featured Stamets and a number of other people in the field, is that the, the field is, is insane. Like what, everything these mushrooms are doing, the full gamut, when we look at that from turkey tail to lion's mane to cordyceps, and we'll, we'll talk cordyceps uh, with, with the, the new social shit coming out on TV. But um, these things are, act so differently in the body and they affect different organs differently. And they do so many healing things that really, you know, there's nothing else that quite works that way. There's no adaptogenic herb and Chinese medicine that does the same thing, right? They're, they, they uniquely stand, you know, on their own pillar as a, as a truly amazing gift from mother nature to us, and they're accessible to everyone. And so talk a bit about what you guys are offering and, and some of the science and things that you guys have found from util, utilizing some of these other functional mushrooms. Yeah, I'll just say uh, one of the things that Umbo wants to kind of, I was thinking about it a lot about why, why functional mushrooms, why are these important, you know, and for me, it's just become very, very clear that functional mushrooms, mushrooms as a whole, it's a food group. It's an entire food group. And we're missing that food group. We have mycophobia in the United States, whatever reason, we just don't really like mushrooms, right? And so the way I kind of express to people is like, we have some products, we have some capsule products, Michael Rise, Michael Rest. These are things that you, you will feel immediately, right? But that's not it. The idea is consistency over time equals results, right? With anything you do, you don't go in the jujitsu gym, go there once and say, why can't I kick the shit out of Kyle, right? Like, you, because you've been putting in the time, it's a long, long play, just like vegetables, right? If we had, you know, a phobia around vegetables and we took them out of your diet and then we reintroduced them to you. I'm sure after a month, if you were eating salads for the first time and beets and broccoli and spinach, you, you probably say, like, Holy shit, I'm, I'm starting to feel better. You know, it's like, I don't eat one salad and go, why, you know, I, I don't, I don't feel that salad. I'm done with those salads, you know, and I'm done with vegetables. Right. And so I just want to express that as a food group, think of it as a food group. And if you're not eating mushrooms, because let's also face it, you can't eat cordyceps or reishi. They need to be extracted in a, in a proper way. Then you could supplement with, you know, like our tinctures. We have a really 
a couple of really bomb functional uh, mushroom bars. We have capsules, but just the concept of thinking about as food groups, that's the message I would love to kind of continue to express about the category, right? So I know Jake's got tons of different opinions with his farm too. So Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in this because of that meeting where I met Rashad and, and Dell gave me some tinctures and I started taking them right when, right before news broke on like, hey, we're going to lockdown, everybody stay in your house and the pandemic hit. And so taking those tinctures, I felt, I don't know, I felt something from them that made me feel like I was fearless of the virus. Like I wasn't going to get this. These are going to work on my immune system. I noticed my allergies that year, they, they went away. I didn't have the seasonal allergies, runny nose, itchy eyes. I have a cat. I mean, things changed for me in a lot of ways that I, I, I've been trying to do, but it couldn't do. And through the mushrooms, it definitely helped. And so when the idea to come and have our own company, uh, it really resonated for me because I got to work with what I feel is one of the best in the, in the hemp industry in Charlotte's Web, like top of the line, some of the, the best product you can find. They're one, two or three. They're right there. They're number one in my eyes, but like they're the best. And what they did was they had the best product and the best intentions. And so to start a company, my first thing was like, make sure this is done right. Like social corporate responsibility is one thing, but like, what are we doing this for? Is this me and Rashad as athletes and our, our, you know, our voice and what we can do to carry this? Are we doing this to like get more money and have a bigger mansion and a nicer car and better clothes? No, we're doing this because we, we know people that need it. And then when people see us and they see how we're living and how we function and how we take go about our daily lives, they, they ask, what are you up to? And I talk to them about functional mushrooms because I am a firm believer in every single day I take my mushrooms. I go day where I won't, but there's no effects. I'm not like addicted to these things. I just know, like I mentioned it earlier, this is a long-term play for me too. At 48, I plan to live at least another 60 years, if not more. And so I'm not even even close to halfway through my life. And so getting introduced to these has been a true gift. And now what that gift has turned into is the ability for me to share that and do these studies to help these guys that need to find out who their true identity, what their true identity is. And they also can definitely approach their lives in a different way, health-wise, how they speak, what they watch on TV, and maybe even who they're, uh, committed to or around daily. And, and that's not easy. Um, so, you know, this is, this is something that we need community around too. And, you, you know, I lean on Dale all the time. And when I see Rashad, it's like, my brother's back. All right. I feel good. And it's like, we lean on each other. And that's something we had when we were playing ball that when you're not now the transition begins. And so these guys struggle. And so functional mushrooms and what we're doing with Thumbo was to try to have the best product out there that tasted good Dale mentioned the farm that through Dale, I got a chance to have a, a mushroom farm and we've had Dale shot out to help, you know, in the process. And I found some amazing human beings that are deep in the knowledge of this, that are, that are doing extractions and coming up with really, really good high level supply that we want to have, uh, make sure that the mushrooms are being grown for the right purpose. We've watched the cannabis industry get bastardized get all these additives and all these fertilizers and shit. So our yield is better. So we make more money. That's not the purpose here. The purpose is to have the very best product with the intention of that. This is going to help you heal in some way or another. 
we're putting all of our healing intentions into growing, into extracting, and into giving these to the people we know. And that's what I feel is going to, that's why I got into this is to set that bar high to make sure that other companies that are just maybe tossing a little bit of a sprinkling of some powders into their product and calling it a mushroom drink or whatever, you know, that's great. But what we're, what you're going to get from anything I'm involved in is going to be 100% efficacious. And if you're open to it and want to want to learn more and, and feel like it's time for a change or you want to be healthier, that's why I'm in this right now and it's to share it again. And you mentioned it too, like the, the spectrum that we're stepping into is phenomenal. We know like, <laughs> we know, like, I don't even know how to, how to make an analogy. I always say like a huge building, the Empire State Building built, made out of bricks. And all we have found out so far is maybe the foundation of how many, how much is out there in the fungal world to help us as humans to, to achieve and optimize our health and wellness. And, and that's the exciting part. As you said one time, Dale, what can I do to create something for my kids so that when they get out of high school or get out of college, they have a, a, a way to support their families or their lifestyles? This is it because we are just starting into something that's just going to blossom and become what a lot of people will start doing, not only for our bodies, but for the earth to help save the earth and clean the waters and do all kinds of stuff with, with mushrooms. And it's, uh, again, another how and why am I here? Uh, it's why I'm here and I'm, I'm here to do it and be in it. And it's uh, a chance to share this story and it's really powerful. Yeah. You know, um, coming and, and using a lot of the functional mushroom products probably was my biggest, you know, my, my, my biggest, uh, I guess, tool for, for really breaking out of the brain fog I had and a lot of aches and pains that I had just from the fight game. And I'll say like, that point from when I stopped fighting in 2018 to when I started fighting again uh, in 2021, you know, it, it was just pretty much as me just repairing my body, but more or less kind of, you know, feeling just absolutely amazing. Like, you know, I, I started, you know, feeling as if like neurologically speaking, like I was slowing down. I just really wasn't able to train like how I used to, because I still train to this day. Like this, this eye right here isn't from putting on makeup, right? This is from getting in there. I mean, I, I got poked in the eye, so I don't think I'm getting dusted up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm still very active and I'm still, you know, in the gym training with these young guys and, and you got to be able to go with them or, or you can be on a, you know, bad highlight. So um, I really found that the, these functional mushrooms really just helped me just click at another level and, you know, mentally speaking, physically speaking, and just on a just a different flow. Like it was the one supplement that I was taking. And I'm just like, man, I don't I don't know if it's a placebo, but I feel I feel amazing. And, and, and I really couldn't quantify it because, you know, there, there really isn't a lot out there when it comes to research about, you know, how it helps your body as an athlete. You know, there's some things that you can find with cordyceps and, you know, some things that lions made, but it's really not. It's not a lot of information out there. It's still a lot unknown, like as Jake was saying. So for me, I was, you know, doing, doing like a little biohacking thing, really just kind of figured out like what, what my body is responding the most to, what makes me feel my absolute best. And, uh, you know, it, it's the functional mushrooms. So when I came back to say, you know what, I want to give fighting another try, you know, it, it was due to the fact that, you know, I was just feeling like I was about 10 years younger again. You know, I was feeling like, mentally refreshed. I was feeling physically refreshed. And, uh, you know, we had a supplement that we, you know, the micro rise and a micro rest, which allowed me to get my body 
training really hard and it was a pre-workout, but it doesn't get you all jittery. It doesn't get you kind of, you know, it doesn't get you feeling as if like you're going to have the, the plummet at the end of your workout. You just kind of like a nice, you know, cool tempo all the way through and, and um, you, you can get a lot of energy from it. But then afterwards, you know, you got to, for me as a 40, you know, 43 year old man, rest and recovery is the most important thing, the most important thing. So for me, I, I would try to find a way that I can rest and recover and using a micro rest with the other supplement that we have, you know, we have use them as a tandem, micro rise and the micro rest and the micro rest would help me get to the point where I was able to just kind of relax and get into that deep relaxation that allowed my body to heal. So then I'm able to then go and train hard the next day. And you know how it is, Kyle. It's like, there's so many things you can't take, so many things you can't take. And, and it just so happens to be that all the things you can't take are all the things that work. You know what I'm saying? So so it, it, it was really good and refreshing to find something that that was legal and, and it's something that worked. So I was sold on it. I'm like, dude, I, I, I really got to tell people about this. And everybody I'm telling about, it, they think I'm trying to get them you know, fucked up on mushrooms, like, you know, on psychedelics. I'm like, no, no, these are just totally different. And I go and explain it to them, like, you know, what it does for the body and, 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 and the adaptogen, you know, part of it, how it just kind of gives your body what it needs. And everybody, after I'm talking about like, man, yeah, I can, I, I could really use, I could really use that. You know, one of the, one of the functional mushrooms that I got the most, uh, one of my favorite ones that I really didn't think it was going to be my favorite one is the turkey tail, you know, because, you know, cleaning up the whole gut brain access really just kind of allowed me to really get a different part of my, my conditioning. You know, like I was never one, I was like a cardio king, but I felt as if like opening up that gut airway, that, that gut brain access allowed me to just, you know, digest food better, have better breathing when I'm training and just really feel better on another level. And these are functional mushrooms. There's nothing illegal about this. And that's for me, it was just like, dude, man, a lot of people really got to know this because what I felt functional mushrooms do in my life, I couldn't get anywhere else. There, there really is nowhere else that would, what, what, that would make me feel the way that I've been feeling off of these functional mushrooms. So when Dell came with, with this whole idea that we needed to do a, um, a, a company, I was like, dude, I'm all with it because I'm getting mushrooms from here. You know, I'm getting functional mushrooms from here. And and that's the thing about it. Like, I'm not somebody who likes it. I don't drink alcohol. You know, that was like one of the things that I just dropped once I started to kind of wake up to the other side of myself. Um, so I didn't like to take it in the tincture form. So we got the tinctures where it's no alcohol at all. You know, it's so it's so friendly. I give it to my kids, you know, and, and, and it just kind of helps everybody stay healthy. But it's something that, I can take in the morning and not feel like I'm, you know, starting my day off with a shot of alcohol. So functional mushrooms has been amazing for me. And uh, I'm just so glad to be a part of it because I, it is, it, it's something I truly, truly believe in. And coming from being a person who lives from that place in the heart as an athlete to then now go to this has been has been a blessing for me. Yeah, it's, it's been a beautiful journey to watch you guys. And it's been awesome having you all on the podcast. Uh, where can people find out more about Unlimited Sciences and where can people find out more about it? Get Umbo. Hey, you go to unlimitedsciences.org. Uh, we're going to probably post up a uh, sign-up sheet if there's any professional athletes there who are maybe interested in rapping with Rashad or Jake, if you were former NFL or former UFC, Bellator as well, you know. Um, 
So unlimitedsciences.org, you find us on Instagram as well. Um, and then for Umbo, it's getumbo.com is our uh, website. And you can find us on Instagram as well as under Get Umbo. And uh, we, we did create a uh, KKP15 uh, discount code for you and your listeners for 15% off if uh, they're interested in trying our, our functional mushrooms. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, thank you guys for that. And I'm excited to try them out myself. I've had a decent experience with functional functional mushrooms in the past, but uh, hearing what you guys are putting together is really exciting. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And give it a go. Yeah, absolutely. And awesome. I, I could kick you some out for for sure too, Kyle. I'll send you a cool. little care package. And then uh, if any of you guys have like your facial, favorite social media personally, and you're willing to chat with people, throw that out too. So, so we can link to all that in the show notes. Yeah, you can reach out to me at Sugar Rashad Evans on Instagram and on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I, I, I do respond back. I'm not one of those guys you, you hit up and they just like, you know, play to the left. So I will respond back. Yeah, I'm on Snake Plumber and on Instagram and then uh, Snakes Takes on Twitter. And like Rashad, I do get back to people. It, it may take a little bit of time, depending on how much time I have for that social scroll. But uh, in the moment, I'm really busy with Duolingo, trying to learn some Spanish. So when I find myself going to Instagram, I told myself in my head, as soon as you push that Instagram button, swipe it off and go to Duolingo and watch how you can learn something rather than, you know, scrolling through that, <laughs> the doom scroll, as you call it. So, yeah, I do like, uh, I will respond and uh, get back to people if they have questions or inquiries or just want to know. Beautiful. Well, thank you guys for coming on. It's been a pleasure having y'all. We'll do it again. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate you. Bye, Kyle. Take care. Peace.